Happy Friday, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Let's Chat Markets, the dairy industry's favorite podcast. It was on the quiet side from a report perspective at the beginning of this week, but the high ground team certainly kept busy at the ADPI annual meeting, which returned to in-person in Chicago here this week after a two-year hiatus. It was great to see so many customers and be able to reconnect at one of the largest dairy events of the year. While chatting markets and fundamentals for a few days, both the CME spot and futures markets kept us on our toes during the conference, that's for sure. Lucas, can you give us some highlights about U.S. price activity this week? Absolutely. Thanks, Alyssa. And I think I'll just add that it was fantastic to finally be back in person and see so many different people. I know we had dozens of meetings throughout the few days that we were in Chicago with everyone. So um, it was good to see you all. And if we missed you, hopefully we get to see you soon. I think uh, maybe I'll narrow it down here to two markets that really are interesting to me. And I think the industry overall, we're watching both cheese and nonfat dry milk quite closely. From the cheese side of the perspective, we have seen these pretty supportive values and and, uh, strength persist over the past few weeks here. Sometimes, you know, we hear things that justify these high prices and other times it's a little bit of a head scratcher. But overall, I think we at High Ground remain pretty bullish here and think that these cheese values will remain at least decently supported here in the near term. Uh, This week, we saw a little bit of weakness uh, into Tuesday and Wednesday. The block market dropped up to 234 on par actually with barrels at 234 before blocks climbed into the end of the week. While production, I think, is fairly decent, I do think that demand is quite strong, both from a domestic and export perspective, and that's keeping things pretty cleaned up here, uh, regardless of the higher components that we're seeing on milk that I think is generally supportive to cheese production overall. Maybe even more exciting than cheese this week was nonfat dry milk. Uh, We saw values kind of crash lower in the beginning of the week while we were at ADPI. Both spot and futures markets kind of collapsed there into Tuesday. Lots of red on the screens, but... I think once everyone was back to the office and and kind of reassessing the situation, we did find a little bit of strength into the back half of the week. Uh, We saw futures jump, I think, on Wednesday, and that expanded limits into Thursday and saw a pretty decent recovery here, the spot market hitting 175.5 cents into Friday, which I think is a fairly uh, decent price point for the near term, kind of lots of things going on domestically and globally that we're watching closely. Um, As you mentioned, limited domestic information released this week after the double whammy of milk production and coal storage last week, which we did talk about on the last episode of this podcast, if you hadn't checked that out yet. We did get some info from New Zealand, though. It looks like some pretty interesting export data was included uh, in this March data release. Alyssa, any highlights there for us? Yeah, you know, total trade with Southeast Asia reached nearly three-year highs this past March, but China did back off, which is something that the marketplace was generally aware of over the past month as Fonterra added those volumes to the last GDT event. The next GDT event will likely confirm that China's demand remains rather tepid given the economic repercussions from the disruption to daily life for millions of citizens there. 
Looking further at the export data, you know, home milk powder led the losses on export volumes. But when you look at the export values, they were up really strong because buyers are still willing to pay a premium to secure the commodity, especially looking at home milk powder there. Opposite of whole milk powder weakness, there was a solid push for many other key dairy products from New Zealand's borders. We saw skim milk powder reach 16-month highs and cheese exports reached an all-time high. That sort of helps us understand why prices reached record levels on GDT earlier this year. I think another huge market of conversation, especially during the conference, was around casein and caseinates. And we saw New Zealand's exports certainly jump there as well with that market chatter consisting of very tight supplies out of Europe and an increased reliance on the New Zealand market to fulfill demand needs. So while it was rather positive to see Southeast Asia's demand rise to these multi-year highs, we are, of course, concerned and always watching um, whether China's demand slowdown will be maintained or not over the next month or so. We do think that China will eventually come back to the market, but the question is when. Speaking of next week's global dairy trade event, Lucas, while we saw some interesting volume moved forward a couple weeks ago, they didn't make any changes this week. What else can you glean from the data? Yeah, you're correct. And I think uh, that was kind of our expectation as well here. Uh, as you mentioned, the the large changes uh, two weeks ago in that offer volume announcement, I think Fonterra probably uh, looked uh, forward into Q2 and kind of anticipated exactly what they needed to change and did that all in that one announcement. So as you mentioned, no changes this week in uh, volumes on uh, Tuesday's auction. Uh, yeah, I think I'll just mention China again. Um, you talked about that situation, but in Beijing this week, trying to test 22 million people for COVID in an attempt to kind of limit the lockdowns in that city after what Shanghai has been going through over the past few weeks with those very uh, severe lockdowns. China, of course, still continuing their COVID zero strategy. Uh, it'll be an interesting auction. We do kind of anticipate maybe a little bit of consolidation and uh, possibly some downside here in a lot of these products. Again, as you mentioned, just kind of a lack of uh, further bullish activity to keep us supported. But in the long term, I don't think a lot of downside here, given the still tight global milk production situation. Looking ahead to next week, we do get U.S. dairy product production data, dry stocks data, and also U.S. Uh, import and export data. So a lot of uh, U.S.-focused information to look forward to. I think all of that actually comes out on Wednesday, making for quite a busy day next Wednesday. Other than that, though, appreciate our listeners. And as always, if you have any questions, don't hesitate to reach out. Cheers. Cheers. Be sure to subscribe so that you never miss an episode. And if you're interested in receiving more information as well as our analysis, please visit highgrounddairy.com to request a free 30-day trial today. Futures and options trading involves substantial risk and is not suitable for all investors.